and welcome to episode 33 of the 1099 for the week of March 14th, 2016 on this sunny, wonderful, like really great Jacksonville day. It's finally like not as cold as it used to be. Not that I should ever complain about it being cold in Florida. I'm your host as always, just Ira Naughton, the editor and community manager of Tan Gentleman, as well as a former writer for IGN and GameSpot. Quick side note, if uh, anyone's listening and thinks that my voice sounds weird today when I'm sniffly, it's a little bit sick. So this might be like the Michael Jordan sick game of podcasts where it seems like I'm not going to be able to perform, but then out of nowhere, I just put up like 30, like I'm going to do a triple double for this podcast. Uh, and with me to, uh, to, you know, get some of these assists is uh, a streamer and Twitch partner. David Hunt, also known as Grand Pooh Bear. So, David, how you doing today? Oh, wonderful, man. Wonderful. How's uh, everything going? I, you know what's funny is I woke up and I was just sniffling and sneezing everywhere, oh, too. Man. And I and I said to my wife, I was like, man, I got to get rid of this. I got to I gotta interview in like two hours, you know? So, <laughs> yeah, so- I'm, like, I'm like here pounding orange juice. I got like three glasses of orange juice right next to me right now trying to get rid of it. So I just went to the store to get like emergency or like that airborne stuff where it's like, yeah. I don't know, we put all the vitamins you'd normally take. And we super concentrate it, and it's going to taste like shit, but oh, I, it's, it's going to just kick it right out of you. And it has done nothing for me yet. So I'm like double fisting emergency and like this weird red, like generic cold flu, get rid of it liquid. Um, so this is not going to be a weird, drowsy, crazy podcast at all. It's going to go great. No one's going to notice that we're sick. It's going to be fantastic. It's the, the, the Michael Jordan game six of podcasts. And yeah, so. exactly. And that's all I ever really strive for every time. Yeah. Just small goals. So I have had and i was talking to this you know off the air for a bit i've had a lot of different developers on here writers on here people who've succeeded on youtube but twitch is something that i still try to fully understand you know the everything <laughs> behind it and like you know i feel like you know i'm only you know 23 turning 24 I'm, I'm not like some old geezer who shouldn't get it but twitch is still one of those things that if you're not really wrapped up in this world it can be in that world it can be hard to understand how to get into it uh, why it's as popular as it is, uh, and just the nature of Twitch as a whole. So what always makes streaming crazy to me is that at this point with the tools out there, almost anyone can just do it. Um, yes. I have a channel that's not very popular because I don't use it that often. I'm, you know, I'm a bad streamer at this point, and I'm learning. <laughs> uh, but everyone can do it, but there are so few who can do it well. Uh, yes, and there's no, I, I would agree with that. Yeah, and there's no direct blueprint. Where you're just like, okay, well, if you have a schedule and you're kind of funny, you'll do great. Because sometimes there are people out there who should be good streamers and it just doesn't work out for them. So kind of to kick this off, what was your initial goal when you started streaming? Was this like, cool, this is just a fun thing to do on the side because I like playing games. I want to show people games. Or did you have in mind, like, I want to build a channel and really make this something? No, actually, it was kind of kind of the opposite. I I was uh, for most of my twenties, I was a snowboarder, and one day I had a bad accident, and that just kind of all ended. And oh jeez, and I found myself with a lot of time on my hands that following winter because all this time that I was spending eight you know eight ten hours thinking about snowboarding, dreaming about snowboarding, jumping on trampolines, trying to learn new tricks, like all that time was gone now. And uh, at the time, my buddy uh, Creeps in, who's got a channel, Creeps Corner. I got to shout him out. Uh, so I got to give him a shout out. But he was streaming on Twitch. And one day I watched him. And and because like, I think like everybody, when you first hear about Twitch, my, my first thought was like, well, who the hell wants to watch someone else play video games <laughs> yep. on the internet? Yeah, that was my first thought. You know, it was definitely my first thought. And then like so, my first day I watch him because he was he you know he was he was cool and I I see his chat coming up and I get involved and and I realize like three and a half hours later I I 
you know, it just filled my whole afternoon. Then I watched like a Magic the Gathering tournament for like six hours. It got, it, I, I like, that's like, my a first like day, I just next got level nerdy it. watching oh. people play Magic the Gathering. And I'm not judging oh, at all. Yeah. Trust me. It sounds like something I might actually do, but that's like a different level of like, oh, yeah. You could never well, tell I, your significant other that you actually did that. You're like, no, that's well, just that's a secret. Yeah, it was kind of funny. It was kind of funny because I mean, I used to watch it on like ESPN two at like three in the morning when it when it came on back in the nineties, and that I mean that ended a long time ago. So, but that's what it reminded me of. I was like, I was like, my first thought was like, oh my god, the technology hasn't changed since ESPN two in ninety four. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I just got completely enthralled by it. Like, uh, you know, a couple days like of watching, and I just kind of decided I want to start my own channel. And uh, so I streamed. Uh, I actually went to a, a site called Hitbox first. I don't know if oh, you've yeah. ever heard yeah, of it. Okay, yeah. so it's like it's like Twitch, but nobody watches. Uh, and sad. yes, uh, I actually I love Hitbox. I love the community over there. Shout out to One Savvy Siren and Hitbox Oxy and all those people over it. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that anymore that I'm a Twitch partner, but anyway, I love those people <laughs> over there. It's great. It's uh, they're they're great people over there, and it's a great community. But it was um. Very small viewership, and so I streamed on there for like six months. Uh, the winter ends, and uh, I, I kind of just take a take a break from it, and then got on Twitch um, last what a November, I guess November of fourteen. November of fourteen is where I kind of like decided, like, all right, I've got time. You know, I'm not, I'm not snowboarding. I got all this time. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and make Twitch a thing, and I kind of you know sat down, made a schedule, and stuck to it, and toiled around for a long time with like five, ten, fifteen, you know, between five and thirty viewers for a long, 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 long time. And one day, it just kind of things just kind of started snowballing for me as they tend to do in life, and that's kind of how we got here today. I know that's like a horrible, quick explanation of it, but that's no, kind of that's kind of the whole thing. Yeah, it's it makes a lot of sense, and I think yeah. the the period where you're talking about, you have you know between like. 5, 10, 15 viewers. I think that's the point where a lot of people stop. Because... I think, you know what, I talk about this too. Um, I've, I've talked about this too. There's, I think there's tiers on Twitch. There's, there's the 0 to 10 viewer tier, which is probably the hardest one to get to. And then there's the 10 to 20, um, which is second hardest. And 20 to 50, which is probably, you know, which is, it's right there. I think, I think the more viewers you have on Twitch, the, the easier it is to get more more viewers on Twitch, if that makes sense. It's definitely a rich gets richer type of uh, economy, and uh, the tiers are very hard to do. And I think most people do end up stopping at the five to ten because you can't. I, I think I think a lot of people get into Twitch now um, or get into streaming now not for because they love games or anything else. They think to themselves like, "I'm just as funny as this guy. I like video yep. games. Why can't I make thousands of dollars?" And that's not how it's going to be because it's not like that even for most partners. Like very, I think very few partners can honestly claim that Twitch is their one and only job and that's all they do. You know, it's 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 not a it's there's no there's no future retirement plan. There's no four hundred one k. There's no insurance. <laughs> there's no there's no uh, there's no help. They don't. I mean, Twitch Twitch just they're not going to help you with your accounting. They're not going to help you with you know what I mean. There's no yeah. guidance. They're not. They, nobody helps you with your like. Even when you get partnered, Twitch isn't going to help you with your notifications or direction of your show or really anything else like that. You know, it's everything is is really up to you, and you're going to get out of it what you make it uh, and what you put into it. You know, it's 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 hard too. That's the other thing. I think I think the other thing it's hard because Twitch requires six seven hours. It's a lot different than a lot of other mediums. You can have a successful podcast that's on once or twice a week. You can have a successful TV show that's on once a week. You can have a successful a lot of different things that only happen. You know 
at certain periods of time. Well, Twitch, you got to people expect you to be on every single day, yep. six to seven hours a day. And that can just be draining for people in general, especially when you're toiling around with what you what you and your mind deem is not successful. I'm I'm personally lucky where that I kind of have an obsessive personality. And when I want to get good at something, I obsess over it. And six to seven hours a day for me in that thing, it doesn't really bother me, I guess. But that's kind of like a snowboarding. I don't know when you're when you're in that type of realm, it kind of carries over, I guess. And I think you're right. With that obsession, it almost has to be there sometimes. It because... has to be an obsession. You have to really love video games to be successful on Twitch. Like, there, I think there's this fallacy that the people that are successful on Twitch, like, they're just doing it for the money. They don't love games. No. You have to really, really love video games. Even when it, even when you get all the way up to Summit and Lyric, who are the, the, you know, the two biggest non-League of Legends streamers, you have to really, really, really love just video games in general to, to be successful at this and it looks easy from the outside and i'll say it that does. like honestly when you look at someone like you said just, like just playing video games suddenly they have 50 100 people watching them at once i think that's that compulsion that people have where they're like i can go do that like i can spend an hour a day in doing that and like you said it's it's not an hour a day it's a schedule it's it's building the audience it's people don't understand the the personal and mental investment you have to make. And it, once again, it sounds silly because people see this. You look at um, Jimmy Kimmel had that thing for a while, which I don't blame him where he's like, you know, why would people ever, you know, it's crazy that people would, you know, watch people play video games. And like you said, that's what a lot of people think. And I, uh, I'm i a big Giant Bomb fan and have been, you know, it's been always since the site launched in like 2008. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were some of the first people who were doing like the, the commentary over playing video games, which, you know, continues in the Let's Plays, which continues into streaming, where you understand that people actually like that. But it's not as easy as just, well, I guess I'm play- already playing this video game, so I guess I'll stream it, and every few minutes I will make a point about it. Like, you have to be entertaining. You're putting on a show for people. You're creating a schedule. You're creating this community, community. Uh, which I think is the biggest thing that people really enjoy about it. Because, like, you yourself have to have a community, and you have mm-hmm. a community around right now, from what I've, you know, surmised, Mario Maker. Yes, which, yes. Uh, is it's strange because a lot of people, when you think of like popular streaming games, like oh, you know, like, like Call of Duty, Dota, League of Legends, these big games, Mario Maker really started to gain traction. So, what really made you choose Mario Maker? Were you always a big Mario fan? Did you just see this specific game, want to play it? Like, what made you kind of make this your focus lately? Um, well, I mean, I'm, I'm 30 years old, so I grew up with Mario. Uh, my, my very first memory ever is my parents bringing home an NES, actually from my older sister. And that's, it's the only thing I can remember from this one particular house that we lived in as a kid. And I remember getting this NES, and my parents actually have it on video where I beat the first Mario one when I was like two and a half. So I've always really been into Mario. Yeah. Um, in August, actually, I decided... I, I kind of caught the speedrunning bug, and I was like, I was like, Mario Three is my favorite game of all time. I'm gonna learn how to speedrun Mario Three. I want to get good at it, and um, I spent like six weeks doing that. And then Mario Maker came out, and you know, I, I I really enjoyed it. It was it was a good you know it's a good game. But then I found uh, Kaizo levels uh, or Panga. Uh, Panga is gonna be the most popular maker creator of these levels. Um, one of my viewers just gave me one of these really hard levels, and I spent like four hours on it. It's this level called Skyzo, and I just got hooked. Like, I got super hooked by the gameplay. I got super hooked by the difficulty of it. I got super – I just was like, oh, my God. Like, this is something I'll never be able to, per- you know, be perfect at, and I want to be perfect at it. And I just kind of got 
down into this rabbit hole of doing these extremely hard levels that you have to be an insane person to try. And I'm talking, I'm not talking like, like, uh, I mean, you said you're a giant bomb fan. I'm not talking like Dan Reichert's levels, which are like figure out a trick and then it's like a half hour into it. No, I'm talking like these levels that you have to pour 30, 40, 50 hours. These levels yeah. are like a, uh, their own game on them. On are they, are they less puzzle and more just being able to pure execute exactly. something? Yes. Because I mean, I had, uh, I recently had Patrick Klepek on the show and like, you yeah. know, Really like the guy, and like I love, love yeah. watching him do what he does. But it's definitely yeah. different, because like, I I was watching all of these. You know, people who don't know Dan Reichert is a writer for Giant Bomb, and Patrick Klopik used to be, and he's you know Dan's making Patrick these really kind of maniacal, crazy levels that require these specific puzzle elements, and sometimes different areas of Mario that if you don't inherently know like this jump that works this way, this spin works that way, you can't complete the level. But and that's fun to watch in its own right. But what you're doing and people haven't seen, then like I, you were getting a lot of press attention for a bit when you were completing these really difficult levels. Like these are nightmares of levels that yeah. I don't even think I would ever. I'm a Mario fan. I would never attempt them. Like they make me. I get stressed watching you play mm-hmm. these levels. So like, yeah, you're at a. It's it's a different type of thing. Is that really? The focus of you playing are you only playing that's, really difficult levels right now yeah that's my that's generally my 100 percent focus is just the hardest levels that i can find to you know to a degree to a degree i i there are levels where people like uh and, and it's kind of cool we, we have the guys so there's the mario maker community as a whole and you have your you have your guys that play 100 man or just play a bunch of different levels and then within that we've kind of created this smaller kaizo community and I would say uh, Panga uh, definitely led the charge of that. We have other great speedrunners such as Carl Sagan, who's uh, known for Yoshi's Island and Super Mario World. Um, Mitch Flowerpower, who's the greatest Mario 3 player in the world. Um, and then a lot of other guys uh, around us, too, that, you know, just they're all, all we're thinking about is how we can push this game in a crazy, difficult ways. You know, at, at, at first it started off with, like, you throw a shell against the wall and you jump off of it. You know what I mean? That was, like, an advanced move. Well, now it's... You don't even get the wall anymore. Now you just throw the <laughs> shell midair and you have to jump off of it in the mid in, in midair. It's a, it's a strange frame, a frame Mario parkour ninja warrior level of like this shouldn't yes. be possible, but you're exactly. stretching what Mario can do. Exactly, stretching what Mario can do. Think you know, uh, pushing your limits, pushing your skill levels, um, and it's kind of we've all we've all really got into it and pushed each other to a point where it's it's been consistently interesting because we find a new mechanic and then that mechanic gets explored for you know like three four weeks and exploited and then mastered and perfected and then what was once a uh, a main mechanic in a level is now just a minor mechanic in these new levels and it all just kind of is adding up to these more and more difficult levels we're pushing it to uh i don't want to say like Task, which I don't know if you're not in the speedrunning community, Task is tool assisted speedrunning. Basically, tool assisted okay. speedruns are like uh, you you slow downs or you go frame by frame to put in inputs, and you can do things that just aren't possible as a, as a human being. We're trying to push that. Basically, we're trying to blend that line at this point mm-hmm. uh, between Tass and humans with Mario Maker, and it's. It's fun. It's really fun. And I think the the ease, I mean, Mario Maker's really, it has two things that really work for it on Twitch. I, I mean, to get back to what we were originally talking about, is that it's familiar. It's familiar to everybody. Everybody knows Mario, but it's always different. And yeah. I think that's what all the great, the big games on Twitch really benefit from, such as League of Legends, Hearthstone, you know, the the MOBAs, your everything else, is that it's going it's going to be familiar. You can generally see what's going on 
at any given time and, and kind of understand it, but it's always going to be different at the same time. And there's a chance that you're going to see something new. When we get into these hard, extremely hard levels, it's a guarantee you're going to see something new and exciting and probably something that no one's ever done before. And what you what you mentioned with my the level that I got so much press on is this level called mm-hmm. Cape Escape. It's been played like it's um, nearly uh, probably by the time this airs, it it hopefully by the time this airs, it'll have been beaten by more than just me. But as of right now, I'm the only person that's beaten it out of like 100, 150,000 yeah. plays. And that's, that's yeah. And it's it's kind of wild uh, how that how that happens. But that's why there's not I mean, I guess there's just not many people in the world who are either a crazy enough or B have the skill <laughs> to play these levels. Yeah. But, I mean, most most of it's just crazy. Most of it's just crazy. Yeah. It's, well, it's I mean, if I had to guess, a lot of it, like you mentioned, comes from that snowboarding background where you were obsessed with that. And you want to get better, yeah. Yeah, you want to continue to get better. You want to continue to improve. And like it's, you know, a lot of people see that kind of challenge and they're like, fuck that. Like, no way. And you're like, well, what can I do to, like, how much do I have to put into this to do it? And you're willing exactly. to put that in. Uh, so, you know, a lot of this conversation I think is going to be like, you know, what what can help make, you know, you or someone else get that audience on Twitch? If you were just playing regular mario maker levels like let's say you know same personality still who you are uh and you kind of had to start from scratch do you think you would have had nearly the audience you have if you weren't doing this as like let's see if we can beat the hardest levels out there do you think no. some people need a the, the gimmick is not the right word but you know what i mean niche. like a specific a yeah a specific niche in order to grab that audience absolutely absolutely uh you're uh you're much better off being really great at one single thing on Twitch than you and and I would say this in general in in life and any sort of entertainment industry uh you're much better off being great at one thing than you are being pretty good at a lot of things um you're I benefit from a being I I I've two things two things of being in the Kaiser community that really helped me a it gave me a niche it gave me a uh, a thing that people people can talk about. Um, my my real popularity started uh, coming up around the, when this level P break came out, which was uh, was at the time quote unquote the hardest level, and it was a big race to see who could beat it first. That was like kind of the big race, and it was kind of between me and Mitch Flower Power and everything else. But what happens with that is that people are talking about me throughout the community, and that gets you know that gets you known, that gets you notoriety, that gets you help. Uh, the other thing about that, it, uh, the other the other thing I want to say about that is that uh, you're you're also going to get recognition. Then I guess that that was a big thing for me is getting recognition from other larger streamers uh, that they would raid me or host me or talk about me or or say nice things about me. That that makes me legitimate in their viewers' eyes now. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of a sudden they you know if you watch Carl Sagan and he said oh go watch Grand Pooh Bear or you watch Mitch. He's like, oh, watch, go watch Grand Pooh Bear now. Um, all those viewers that he already has, they all think I'm legit because he thinks I'm legit. You know what I mean? I owe yeah. a, a ton of credit to uh, to those guys for honestly kind of almost making me larger, making me bigger, giving me the access to all these viewers. When Mario Maker came out, I had like 1,500 followers, and now I just hit 1,100 uh, yesterday. Um yep. So I mean I I did more I did I've done more since Mario Maker came out in than I did like the previous fourteen months on Twitch combined you know yeah and that's actually something I was gonna bring up because ten like times said, more yeah ten yeah times. you went from like you know like over a thousand to over you know eleven thousand so like what 
how does the the Twitch partner program work? Because I honestly don't know. I mean, I I have a few friends who you know kind of get up there and streaming. They you know they're approaching the the thousand uh, follower stage and. You, you talk to these people, and like you said, it's a lot of it has to be collaborative. A lot of a lot of it has to be people helping build you up because they've been yeah. there, they understand how it works, and they believe in what you do. So it took you at least because the Twitch partner thing is pretty recent, correct? Um, their their partnership programs in the last like two years, I believe. Okay, and yours started was it late last year or early this year? Mine started uh, December, so the very end of this, the very end of last year. Okay, so how did they reach out to you? How did they determine you should be a partner? And really, well, what does that mean? They okay. Well, first, first of all, uh, they don't reach out to you at all. Twitch mm-hmm. again. Twitch is not going to help you. Twitch doesn't want to help you. Twitch wants to leave their streamers alone. I think Twitch really likes a a the hands off kind of absolves them from any sort of like responsibility. I feel like or a, controversy. Yeah, exactly. Responsibility or controversy, but B it also opens them up to many sort of different audiences. You can have. Like you could have a guy. I mean, just this is a bad example because nobody will ever do this. But you could have a, a really right wing guy and a really left wing guy, and they could both be popular in the same game, and Twitch yeah. could take no responsibility. You know, they can do whatever they want. Uh, but Twitch doesn't. You you apply for Twitch. You, uh, Twitch is a partnership program. You apply for it. I actually applied four times. Um, I got turned down three. The fourth one, they were uh, they accepted me. Um, but basically, there's guidelines. It's kind of like their their guidelines are they don't care about followers. Followers don't mean anything really to them. It's viewership. How many viewers can you consistently maintain over a long period of time? Um, if you can get you know a thousand viewers, you know for one week, all week, you'll probably get partnered. If you can get two hundred viewers for eight weeks, you know what I mean. You have you have to show that you can maintain some sort of basis of community uh, in, in, in more or less show that you have value to them as a streamer, that you can bring them money because that's honestly, when it comes down to it, it's a business. They want to make money off of you. Quite frankly, they're already making money off of you by you not being in the partner program and just streaming every day. You know what I mean? Yeah. By people on there. Exactly. Exactly. You're there. I mean, they're, once, once, right now, there's they they said there's 1.3 million streamers on Twitch uh, every month, and you know, what like less than 0.01 percent of us are partnered, and all those other streamers, they're still getting ad money off those guys. There's very minimal investment in it. Uh, they don't need to partner you. You know what I mean? They don't necessarily want to partner you. I guess they need to see that you're consistent. They need to see. They want to see that you're dedicated. They want to see that you can maintain a community and they also want to see if you have something unique and i i think those are definitely the, the the two main things are a having something unique and i think b building a great community and engaging that community outside of your stream outside of your four hours a day you got to kind of monopolize their time if you can yeah um and that's that's what twitch uh looks for in the partnership program so anyway you apply you apply you're gonna get turned down your first time no matter what i that's just what i've heard no matter what you get turned down your first time um, you apply again, you'll probably get turned on your second time. Your third time is when they actually kind of start to look at you. Yeah. Um, and I think again, that's just, they want to see, they want to see the consistency out of it. Um, after you get accepted into the program, uh, you sign your papers, you sign a contract. Uh, they're each contract's different. Uh, from what I understand, you're definitely free to negotiate with it. I strongly suggest if anybody's listening to this and you are going to go through partnership, why not negotiate? There's no re- all it's gonna do is delay you for two or three days, and all they'll do is say no. You know what I mean? Like yeah, and I've always believed, and that goes like, for every contract for you know every contract because there's no inherent like you can say like what's this person valued? Like what what they're valued is what they are willing to negotiate, what exactly. they are willing to actually and able to get. So yeah, I, I, I'm always that way where it's like okay, here's what I think I'm valued at. Here's what you think 
I'm valued at. Let's let's talk. There's, don't never sign your first contract. Never just yeah. be like, okay, great, cool. Exactly, because there's there's no reason to. I mean, the worst thing. Well, everyone will negotiate. Yeah. Um. So after that, you get uh. Basically, what happens is now, after your partner, you have two options to monetize uh beyond the initial donation thing, which is a whole weird economic system that I'd love to t- talk about later. But um, basically, they give you a sub button, and right so right below your stream, there's going to be uh, a few things like press play. Uh, follow, and then right next to that is subscribe for four ninety nine, and you split some money with Twitch. Twitch gets a little bit of that four ninety nine. You get a little bit of that four ninety nine, and someone subscribes to you. They pay five bucks a month. They get emotes. They get a little badge next to their name in your chat, and it's it's good. It's good. A lot of people like the subscribe option for Twitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of that's a great way. It's it's a good it's a it's a good deal. I think for me, it's a good deal for Twitch. It's a good it's a good deal for a someone who wants to support their favorite streamer. Um, you also get ad money, which is virtually nothing and means doesn't mean much. But uh, I guess if you ran a lot of ads, it might mean more. I don't run a lot of ads because I don't like ads on the internet, and I wouldn't want to watch ads ever. So I don't like stuff. Ads. I mean, that's a podcast in itself. Just like you know, as, as a yeah. writer, <laughs> you know, like I'm yeah, a writer. Just... And like a lot of my. You know, when I'm writing for GameSpot and IGN, those sites are living because of ads, and it's becoming more and more kind of, uh, I don't know, I, I don't think that structure can survive in its current state. Yeah. I mean, people mess with it all the time with certain things, but yeah, I mean, no one likes ads. Everyone's yeah, no one likes ads. Everyone paid. already, everyone has ad block anyway. Like, I, I for me, for me, you it, it, again, Twitch gives you the option. Twitch gives you the option. You can run a, a 15 second ad, a 30 second ad, a three minute ad. Every eight minutes if you wanted to. You can do whatever you want. Twitch gives you the option to do whatever you want. I choose to run one three-minute ad at the very end of my stream, the very end. And I tell everyone, I'm over. I am done. I'm not coming back. I'm going to run an ad. Hopefully, they don't watch it. You know what I mean? That's kind of my idea is like I don't want to ever invade that on you. It's just – you know, it's why why not do it at that point uh, is more of the thing for me. Um, I I don't run ads in the middle of my stream. I don't know many partnered streamers who do run ads in the middle of their stream. I yeah, that'd be have, awful. Yeah, it's very rare to see, and I I don't know if I mean it's it's kind of good in a way because that's good for the consumer. It's kind of bad in a way because it's kind of a a precedent's already set that yeah I like can't really you know what I mean. You I like can, it's like the beginning or the end. I like like for me yeah. Uh, I if I'm listening to a podcast, I kind of like we're like okay, we have ads. It helps this show like keep the show alive. I'm gonna get all of these done now. And if you're listening to a podcast, you can just fast forward if you want to, and, and they understand mm-hmm. that. It's like here, I'm gonna get rid of all the ads. We're not gonna interrupt the action because let's say let's use The Walking Dead as an example. Like you're watching this tense moment where someone's about to get devoured by a zombie, and then suddenly here is this uh this this ad for toothpaste out of nowhere, and you're like, what? That completely destroys the tension, destroys the flow of what's going on. I think the same thing would be with a stream, where you're watching something. Oh, yeah. Suddenly, you hear, do you have diarrhea? And you're like, oh, great. That's exactly <laughs> what I need right now. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's totally true. I, I just, I think another thing is, too, you're, uh, you don't want to look like a sellout, and that's such a huge thing in video games right now, in general, uh, or just art, or whatever you want to call it. I, 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 I hate calling, like, I, I, I call Twitch streaming art just because I like Kanye, so I like to joke about it. <laughs> Who doesn't um, like Kanye? Come on. I, I, I think he's hilarious, personally. Yeah. I think, I, I like his nutso vibe, so I, I've started calling Twitch streams art, but, like, I think it's, uh, I don't actually believe that for the record, um, but <laughs> I, uh, yeah, no, you can't, you don't want to, you don't want to look like a, a sellout, too, either, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's, it, it is that, a difficult. That's, and that's a fine, that's a fine line to draw, because you do, you do, you you need to 
if you want to do this consistently, if you want if you want your favorite streamer to stream 40 hours a week, he needs to make money somehow. You know what I mean? He needs to be able to support himself, his family, whatever his responsibilities are. And it's kind of like the dirty little secret that we have that like we all kind of need money, but we all can't ask for it, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? We all can't. We got to pretend like we don't really want it all yeah, the time. But and I feel like so few people who are fans of stuff like this understand the economics behind it. It's mm-hmm. kind of like any time when Kickstarter started and you start to see these prices for it's like millions of dollars for a small game. Everyone's like, what? Is that? Like, that's a complete and total ripoff. Like, no, like. These things cost money and you don't understand. Like that's why like these need to sell that much. And you know, you mentioned you're you know, you're thirty, you have a wife. So like wife, there's responsibilities yeah. in life. So yeah. of course I don't want to dig into I don't want to have you disclose everything you make from Twitch, but is this something that you're currently doing as a full time job? Are you supplementing it with something else? What's kind of the current situation with that? It's slowly becoming a I mean, I haven't even got my first Twitch as of this writing, as of this us recording this right now, middle mm-hmm. February. I haven't even got my first Twitch check yet. Oh, really? Uh, Are those yeah. monthly? Uh, it's a month. It's a monthly check, but you got it. It's two months after your after gotcha. you check paperwork is when you get your first one, and then it'll be monthly from then on out. And I don't know if I'm allowed to say that honestly. I don't know if I'm. Allowed, it, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, no, that, that, that's, that, that's pretty. That's pretty normal. Yeah, nobody listens. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty normal thing. Um, so <laughs> it's it's not like it's not like you get partnered and you're like I'm quitting my job and you know I'm I'm doing this. It's definitely not like that. Uh, I pretty much up to this point have pretty much run on exclusively donations. I'm kind of lucky in the fact that I think my audience is a a lot like me, where they're kind of older, have jobs. A lot of people watch me at work. A lot, yeah. most of my people watch me at work. I feel like. And they're like they're people that uh, in I guess enjoy paying for their entertainment. I'm very very lucky and very very blessed in that, and very very uh, I, I'm in a very unique position I think than a lot of streamers that I have I have an amazing community around me that supports the shit out of me. And thank you guys again if any of you are listening to it. Thank you again for supporting the shit out of me. Um, I would say this uh, I'm also an announcer and MC. I do mic work for casinos okay. and. All now, anything you announce, I do like weddings and all the official weddings. You have announced your voice, so that doesn't. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I do. So that's what I do for a living, and that's. Uh, so I'm kind of used to the fluctuation of income already, um, and I think that I, I benefit in that. Uh, my wife also has a steadier job, so I'm in also in a unique position in that we. I have a a support system. Oh yeah. You know, um, but I would say Twitch uh, in in September, Twitch was like 10 percent of my income and and professional time. And now I would say it's more like to the 80 percent to the point where I'm I'm turning down uh, what I would call lower tier announcing jobs now um, because I'd rather focus more on my stream. I, I, I love I, I th- and, and that's a pay cut. That's a pay cut in a certain way. But I think in the long run, it's it could turn into a lot more and it's you know? what you definitely and it's enjoy. what i love joy yeah exactly. it's what you it's, love it's that you, when when you can't a, put a price on that totally when there's a passion like that i yeah. remember uh you know i won't name outlets but i was kind of I was, I was in the running for a full-time a job at, at a popular outlet and was starting to kind of weigh it and i have a job right now because i uh i do i'm you know like i mentioned earlier i'm community manager and editor for a studio that's making a new game and that's a recent fun thing I'm doing uh, but I have I have a full-time job that I I do enjoy but it's about 
software outside of video games. So it's not directly in my passion, but it makes, you know, it pays well. Uh, and when I was looking at this full-time writing job at an outlet, I, you know, had to balance, like, I'm probably going to make less. And if I move to, like, let's say California, like, I'm going to have to pay more than what I'm paying in Florida. But because it's a passion, like, it was absolutely a consideration to do that. It's like, I, I, I'm used to living more comfortably, but I think I would take that risk and suffer a bit financially in order to actually go for this. And I think that's, to a certain extent, what you're doing, where you're understanding, like, I might not make as much early on from this and I might, it might be a struggle at the start, but it's what you love to do. And you are also investing in, you know, if this continues to grow, yeah. it could become bigger than ever before. Yeah. I mean, we, we don't know the future. We don't know the future of Twitch. I could just be bigger and more successful because Twitch as a site becomes more accepted by the mainstream. Yeah. And as, as the site grows, naturally the bigger streamers that Twitch pushes are going to grow as well. You know what I mean? That's just a, a natural, you know, if, if Twitch is 50% bigger next year, it stands to say that I would at least see a little bit of that bump too. We don't know what the future is of Twitch. Uh, and the other cool, the other thing about it is if I can tell my kids, like I played Mario for three or four years <laughs> of my life, like that's a pretty cool thing. It's a pretty you know what cool I mean? Thing. I, you got to ride, you got to ride these opportunities out when they come in life. You know what I mean? Cause yeah. they don't come that often. At least I think yeah, you can't put a piece, you can't put a price on loving what you do and peace of mind and feeling satisfied at the end of your day. Um, uh, I think a lot of people, especially in America, don't get to feel that way necessarily all the time. And, and, uh, Additionally, yeah. like you have, like you said, the unique opportunity where your wife has a steady job and you are in exactly. the position where you can take that risk. You don't have exactly. to. Like a lot of people, like you said, like these opportunities they can't might take arise that risk. at the wrong they time. Can't it's take at the wrong the time risk, where yeah. you're like, I have two kids and, a, and like a dog and all these people and I can't do this. And if mm -hmm. someone in that situation, they can't do something they love and not get the immediate money from it. They need to take the job that might not be a passion in order to support themselves. And like, of exactly. course, like. You know, if someone's in that situation, I totally understand where you you know you have to kind of put the passion on the back burner. But you know, when you're in these situations, go for it. Yeah, like, you got to go for it, and that's that's for everything. If you want to be a rapper or a you know whatever you want to do in life, yeah. like you know, totally, you should. You, there's only a limited window that you're going to be able to do those things. So try try and do them. I guess is is what you can't, I mean, it's totally. my advice, you know? Yeah, no, I don't always think it's yeah. good advice, because, yeah, once again, yeah. they're not always in the perfect position to go for something like that, but if you are, like, don't, yeah. don't let it slip through your hands. Uh, so, you had mentioned, you started streaming, you said 2014 in November? Uh, was that the first? Yeah, November 2014, yeah. Okay, so... And then you, that was, I mean, not my, not, I don't want to say like my first Twitch stream, but that was when I first like... Started doing it more like, seriously. Yeah, like I was like, here's my schedule, this is it, I'm going to do it five to six days a week. You know? So two, like one major question here, you know, you've been, you did that for a year before Mario Maker even came out. Yeah. Uh, were you at all ever discouraged while you were doing this that you were just never going to catch on the way you caught on or oh, did you yeah. kind of see a steady growth and you like predicted that it was going to happen? No, no, I was, I literally was like, I was like a guy who kind of got to like 15, 20 viewers, like relatively quick. And I just stayed there. Like that was it for me. Like I was there and I had, I had not even just, uh, like thought it was never going to happen. I accepted it was never going to happen. Yeah. I kind of accepted that this was it. This is what I was doing. Um, again, I was, I was doing announcing work. So I had a lot of free time during the day because most of those jobs are during night anyway. So I, I had this free time anyway. And I just accepted like, this is what Twitch is for me. This is, 
this is all it's ever going to be. Uh, it's cool. It's fun. But it's a hobby. You know what I mean? It, yeah. It's just a hobby and it's just an outlet to play my video games. You know what I mean? And and don't get me wrong. Like cool things were cool things still happen to you even as a small Twitch streamer. Like I got to go to uh, even as a small guy, I got to go to other ocean who's a made this video game called IDARB. Oh, got yeah. to go to their yeah, I got to go to their studio. Mike, and Mike I love okay, yeah, I got to meet Mike Mike is like guy. one of my best. I love that guy. I love him. He's he's one of my good friends now. Him and Frank Cifaldi, uh, I got to meet them and linger with them and they actually uh uh hired me to work that work their booth at them for GDC. So That's I got to awesome. go to GDC for free oh, and see all there. these so, cool Yeah, oh, got it. I, the GDC last event was E three twenty thirteen and it's been so long. Okay, GDC blows everything out of the oh, water yeah. because it's just tech guys talking nerd stuff and there's like, so bit, much concentrated passion in one there spot there and you know and you know what's great about gdc because it's not fans because it's only people that are making games you really see how much everybody really excuse my language how much everyone in there really fucking loves to make games yeah. like they really love games like they love video games nobody at gdc is there because they don't love video games you know what i mean and nobody at gdc is like oh like there's no fanboying, there's no this is better than that. There's all just like it's just that's cool, like, that's cool, everyone that's just cool, that's cool. Appreciates stuff. Yes. And like yeah, whatever. It was even that way when I was at uh, I went to PAX East in E3, mm -hmm. and this was when I was still doing press work. But it's just like I remember walking out of uh, just certain groupings. You see these people who you've looked up to all mm -hmm. your life, and to you, and to you and I, like some of these people are celebrities. Yeah. Uh, like to me, when I was you know in 2013, I met Patrick Klepek for the first time. Like he was a celebrity to me. Uh, maybe not to other people, and that is just so energizing. And it, yes. it, it's usually a good moment to look at it and be like, "No, this is exactly what I fucking want to do." Like this is it helps you decide that. I mean, if you go there and you feel nothing, then you're like, "Well, maybe this isn't for me." But for me, that was like my no. This is what I want to do for like my career. This is I'm I, I found it. That was that was it. I I kind of like to a point. I almost thought streaming was just going to be an outlet for me to meet other people and get. Go somewhere else, you yep. know, do something else. Uh, I, I really want to do voice work for a video game one day. I, I, I really, truly want to do that one day. And I kind of thought streaming would maybe, maybe I could get, you know, I could make a demo reel out of it. And that's kind of, you know, where I thought like professionally streaming would ever go for me. I didn't, uh, it wasn't really until Mario Maker stuff started to take off for me that I, have kind of rethought that and and now that i have a built i have a built-in community now where i could go play any game and i'm still gonna have a couple hundred people watching me and i'm yeah, pretty dude. lucky i'm pretty pretty lucky in that situation i'm in a very unique position for any streamer now um in just such, such a short time so i mean now now i i definitely want to ride this out and i definitely want to take this you know go as far as i can with it and i've kind of I think about it a little bit more, and I've I've I'm I'm reinvesting money into it uh, more and more, trying to up my equipment and in my art game and and everything else uh, to try and look unique. I kind of have a I'm a, I have a journalism background. I wanted to be really? a I want I wanted to be on Sports Center. Uh, I wanted to write for a newspaper and be on Sports Center. Those are my two dreams. But when I got out of college, newspapers didn't exist anymore. And uh, <laughs> I, I have a I have a journalism you, degree, so I know what you mean. You totally get what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I got out in 07, and, and and when I was in 03, like newspapers were the shit. And then when I got out in 07, newspapers were gone. Um, so it was uh life changes like that. And and I so but I have a journalism background, so I kind of have this idea of streams in the future are gonna be more like TV or more almost like a news broadcast. The graphics are gonna be higher tech. The people who are gonna succeed in the future, the people who reinvest in, are still are trying to do things that other people aren't. You know, it's also uh, the people who yeah. are 
willing to adapt because yeah, willing to adapt, willing to adapt is is adaptability a great, is exactly such an important thing because you know mm-hmm. when I got out of college, I had always had this in my head like okay, I'm gonna be a writer at GameSpot, I'm gonna be a writer at Game Informer, I'm gonna be a writer at IGN, and like that was it was so stuck in my head. It was so like no, this is like this is my future. But I had to realize like no, like hold on, where is this industry going, and like where do I want to be? Up like I love I love writing. I love writing reviews, writing for GameSpot for the two three years I did it. To being a part of that reviews team was just so much fun, and I learned so much. But also like the, there's always going to be websites with writing out there. There's going to be features. There's going to be reviews, stuff like that. But uh, this is something that Patrick was talking about, Klepek, uh, where he was mentioning, like, you know, he saw the trend toward video and, like, look at him streaming, look at him doing video essays. You can't dig your feet in the dirt, like, you know, put a pillow over your head and be like, whatever, no, 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 like, writing's going to be around here forever, I'm just going to make all my money writing. Like, you have to adapt, you have to. Maybe I'm not going to be the best streamer in the world, but, like, I need to learn how to talk into a mic and podcast. I need to learn how to be comfortable on camera, uh, and being comfortable is something I want to ask you about because when you start to build a community, you, you're very honest with them. They get to know who you are. They get yeah. to see it's not just the game that, like you said, it doesn't matter if it's Mario Maker. These people now like you. It doesn't matter what they play. And the same thing mm-hmm. with Giant Bomb where people don't care what they play. They will watch them clean an office for three hours and get yeah. super excited about that. So how long did it take for you to actually feel comfortable being yourself in front of a camera, in front of a bunch of strangers? I, I'm kind of weird in that I have much more problems in these like one-on-one conversations like you and me are having right now than I do. I have like reverse stage fright. Um, the more people in a room watching me, the more comfortable I've always been in my. This yeah. has been my whole life, even as a kid. I've I've always felt weird in one-on-one situations and felt way more comfortable in group and situations or on stages or anything else and that's trans and that's translated that's how kind of how i got into the mc job it's yeah. I just i like talking in front of people i don't know what it is i it's just it's a weird thing with me i i i definitely feel much weirder in the one-on-one uh situation so i guess for me it was never really a thing it never really bothered me the more people that come in the room for me the the easier i feel i think because my thought is like if i make a joke and there's a hundred people in the room. If it sucks, probably two of them are gonna still like it. You know, <laughs> yep. No matter how bad it is, probably two of them are still gonna like it. And and so I, I, you have better opportunity to be liked by more people if more people are watching you. I guess. <laughs> and um and uh, yeah. I don't know. I it's never really bothered me. But I think I think you touched on something. You these people. You have to share your life. You have to be okay with being really open for mm-hmm. this. You can't be guarded you can't hide anything you like you have to be pretty open because again you're on every day you're gonna have bad days sometimes and people are gonna want to know why do you have bad days you know why what's wrong like what's going on like why do you suck today why is your gameplay bad today you know why is you have to you have to i don't want to say like you know you don't tell you don't you don't share everything but you have to be relatively open person you have to be okay with your life being relatively open like Oh, they all know about my wife. They all know Lady Pooh is what what everybody calls her on stream, and like she's a she's a part of it. Even if she's not necessarily here or there, she's a part of it. You know, a part of the whole thing with it. I don't know. It's it's you. It it is. You have to share. You have to be open. You have to share because when it comes down to it, honestly, you you're their friend. You're your viewer's friend, and. They're your friends, you know what I mean. This it sounds kind of weird, but I've made I, it's I make not weird at all. Friends. No, it's... yeah, you make you make legitimate friends, especially through Twitch and this community aspect. We're all friends, you know what I mean. It all becomes because you 
you're sharing you're 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 gonna eventually have like-minded individuals that think like you that like the same things as you surrounding you and you they end up talking with each other you end up talking with all of them you're you you all kind of become friends you know what i mean in a way so you kind of have to go with it and not think of them as viewers but more think of them as people yeah uh actual people that exist and uh and it's it's a lot easier that way, I guess. And it's it's a cool community thing. It's like it is. Just, it's a community. It's a community thing. If yeah. Community is the number one word, I guess I could say for Twitch that is going to help you. Community, community, community is the number one thing. Uh, if you have a good, positive community, uh, you're gonna do well. Yeah, you know, no matter how small it is. It's it's more important. It's, I think a lot of people look at their Twitch. You know, viewers is like, I just want that number to keep going up and up of people watching me. And it's like, wouldn't yeah, you rather just have five people? who are really cool and they're interacting with one another instead of 30 where every once in a while someone's like, man, you suck at this. Like, what does that do for you? Like, that's not what you're going for. And I don't think it's weird to think of these people as like, you know, you're sharing with them and they begin like, they almost feel like you, like you said, like you are a friend of theirs in the same way when I was coming up in, uh, in, you know, games media, like if someone lost a job or had something happen to them, I've never met them personally, but like that affected me. That yeah. was, you know, they were a part of this thing that I was trying to get into and I like actually cared for it and not to keep referencing giant bomb, but like when, you know, one of the founding members, Ryan Davis passed away, like there were just thousands of people who were saying all this stuff of and like basically writing out these like eulogies and different things for him who had never met him personally. Like I met him once at, packs but i didn't say more than a few words to him but it affected me like that day i felt like i lost a friend and we're getting Mm -hmm. to that point now where you know it's you might not actually know what these people look like or even what their voice sounds like but for you like these people are you know your your community they are members of this you know of this giant group who really enjoy what you do and they help you that you know they're they're in a way they're helping you pay your bills they're helping support you and they want to yeah, you know, it's it's it is I I it's kind of weird cuz I never thought I that's one thing I guess I never thought when I got into this is that I would generally care about a lot of these people, but I generally do care about a lot of these people. Yeah. A lot of them I got to meet in person at AGDQ uh recently, um and that was awesome like and we have our we have phone numbers and we Snapchat and we hang out, you know what I mean? We yeah. talk and and that's and it's great. I I love it. And I and, and I think that's something, but I mean I'll, I I would say I'll, uh a vast majority, at least of my subscribers, um, we have a a relationship that will go way beyond Twitch at this point in time. If Twitch, like if Twitch shut down, I would still I would still talk to these people. Yeah, you know what I mean on a, on a as as much if not more than my real life friends. You know what I mean, and I I think that's something else to be said about it. Like a lot of these people have become uh, some of my best friends. You know, in the world, like honestly, right now, like uh, eight bit video games, Chris and Tommy and uh, Jakku and Mitch and Carl and Panga. I know I've talked about those guys. Only, but these guys have become like generally real lifelong friends that I can't wait to see again in real life. And I can't wait to meet a lot of my other people in real life too. beyond this. And that sounds kind of weird because you hear you hear a lot of the horror stories. Uh, I think that's something that sucks is you only hear the horror stories like squattings and yada, yada, yada and yeah. stuff like that that come from Twitch. But the vast majority of what everyone else, everyone's getting out of it is is a lot bigger than the the viewer streamer relationship you know yeah. what i mean it's a lot more personal than that without a doubt yeah, yeah. and it, it it's it's fun to watch and yeah i'm super happy for you know you becoming a partner and just you know the success that a lot you know you've had over these past few months so really for 2016 what's 
what's the goal? What are you looking to do? Is there going to be a point where you want this to be your full-time job where you don't need to announce anything else and this is just everything? Like what's, what does your channel in your mind look like by the end of the year? If I, if I get to 400 subscribers, I probably will quit all my jobs. I would probably just focus like strictly on Twitch. Uh, I need like another 150 or so to do that. And like if that if that happens, that's like enough where I could scrape by like, you know what I mean? No matter what happens to me, like I know I could scrape by with just that cash. Yeah. And um, yeah, that that would be my point where I where I make the the full time leap, I guess. Um, I want to. I desperately want to. I want to do that. Um, but I mean, I, I, I don't I also don't want to put my eggs in just that basket. Absolutely. I also, you know, I want to keep diversifying. I want to make more contacts with people in the industry. Um, and because because honestly, we don't know. I don't think Twitch has reached its peak yet, but we also don't I don't know how it's sustainability in the long term. Who knows what's going to happen? Um, I mean, Twitch Twitch could be affected by like, let's say Nintendo. Like, I just want to give an example. Nintendo hates us. Nintendo hates these content creators. <laughs> yes. They don't. They don't support us. They want to stifle us. They take our money. They they put ads on my videos that I don't put ads on, and they get the cash from them. You know, they don't they don't make my videos, but they can somehow get the cash from them that I can't. It's insane to me. Uh, I'm sure they would love to shut us down on Twitch if we get a new Supreme Court justice who thinks that who agrees with Nintendo and not with us. If it ever gets to that point, who knows where Twitch is going to be? You know what I mean? Who knows what other companies are going to be? We, I don't know the future if Twitch is a long term 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 year thing. You know. Um, I definitely want to ride it out as long as it is, though. That's for sure. But I also want to keep continuing to grow and diversify. Uh, my main focus right now, though, uh, outside of Twitch, is uh, me and some of the other Mario Maker guys are getting together to make a website called Makers of Mario. Sweet, sweet name, obviously. It's a really good name. And, yeah, really great name. Um, but uh, but basically, we're trying to fix everything that's wrong with Mario Maker right now. Like in and basically what I mean by that is you play too many crap levels in the general Mario Maker game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We're trying to make it so you can make you can have you're only exposed to the greatest levels and we're we're kind of going in through the back door to make it very easy cuz nobody's going to use it if it's not easy. But we're kind of going in through the back door of uh the bookmark site to kind of make it easier for us and for everybody else to get proper level curation, I guess is what I want to say. And uh, so I think my number one focus right now is kind of just giving back to the community that's given to me, yeah. you know, um, and uh, helping to make <laughs> we're going to make Mario Maker fun again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> make Mario Maker great again. Exactly. Yeah, that's our, that's our tagline. Um, so we're uh, that's kind of the idea. Uh, that's my initial thought uh, right now. But in, in the long term, I guess, yeah, I definitely want to become I want to make this my full time gig. You know, this is all I do. For for a living, I want to be able to put Mario Player on my tax return. That'd be cool. Uh, yeah, wouldn't that be cool? Like, I don't even want to put Twitch streamer. I want to put Mario, Mario. Player. I'm like <laughs> guy Mario, who plays Mario. Guy who, yeah, that's totally what I want to do. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's it's. I want to continue growing. I want to. I really, really for my channel though specifically. Like, I want to improve its art. I want to improve the notifications. I want to make it more professional. It, I, in my goal, like this time next year, I want to have a producer for my stream. That's my goal. Like a guy I pay, yeah, right. even if it's minimum wage, that he helps me out. Like if we're having, if like if we're having a conversation, a, a, a big thing for me is I hate Jar Jar Binks, like with a passion, like deeply. That's, that's a pretty honest and good thing to pay. Yes. For. Yeah, I hate him. I but it's like beyond. It's like it's like unreasonable hate. Like yeah. it's like the way it's like. Like I'm all for civil rights except when it comes to Gungans. Like it's, <laughs> like it's. 
that my chat likes to troll me a lot. Well, if I had a guy that could, when my chat's trolling me with Jar Jar things, he changes all the follower things to Jar Jar stuff. Or whatever we're talking about, he changes it to the, all the notifications to that. That would be cool and awesome and would bring an extra layer of authenticity and comedy and uh, interaction to the stream that I don't think exists for anybody's stream right now. Yeah. And that's kind of my goal. I, you, feel free, other streamers, to steal my idea if you guys have more <laughs> money than I do. But that is my goal for, the, for next year, is to get big enough where I could hire a guy that I can pay minimum wage to be a producer of my stream. That is, that is my short or long-term goal, I guess. Yes. Yeah. That that's is, that is where I... That's where I think the future is, is, is more production value. Well, uh, I have two more things for you. you know, First off, yes. uh, I made a Mario Maker level. Oh, that okay. is both terrible and great. So okay. uh, I wanna, I'll send you the code sometime if you ever want to play it. It's called Residual Bowser Fire. Uh, and <laughs> it has been played by 525 already, people. And it only two tell. clears. Two clears, okay. So it's a super expert level. Uh, okay. Jeff Gertzman from Giant Bomb left a comment. And... Uh, all it says is, yeah, this is a real nightmare. So that's a complete endorsement. <laughs> uh, so if you want to stream and you want to play a really hard and awful level, I got you. Oh, uh, I'm playing viewer. I'm playing viewer levels today. Oh, so guess. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna send you this immediately, and you can make fun of it. It's totally fine. So it's my first level. So other than that, too, uh, I we talked about this a little bit off air. You know, this is still in essence a uh, advice show. So for me, for kind of like my last tip before we go. Uh, and I think it's related a lot to what we've been talking about. Like anything, like streaming is a process, writing is a process, making mm -hmm. videos is a process. Uh, and even like you know what you said, it's you have those moments where you're like, I don't know if this is ever to go anywhere, and you kind of you accept that. And it's not a bad thing to accept that. It's understanding, you're like, well, you know, not everyone takes off. But mm -hmm. uh, though I think the worst thing you can do is get really excited about something, put a lot of effort and time into it, get good at it, and then once it doesn't take off, you quit. Uh, mm -hmm. And I see that so often where there's just like this initial excitement, which everyone has for something like, oh, I'm going to make a YouTube channel and it's going to cover this or I'm going to do a podcast, do this. And then you see like the first few months, it's like a whole bunch of episodes, a whole bunch of content. And then it's like half as much a couple months later. And then by a year later, it's gone just because it never caught on. And what people want is consistency. And if you have a good idea and you put a lot into it and you're consistent, I'm not saying you're going to have the biggest show, the biggest stream, the biggest podcast out there, but like it's, it'll continue to grow. And it's just, for me, it's always like, just don't get discouraged. I wrote for three years for free before I got my first job. And then a year later I was on IGN a year later, you know, a few months later I was on GameSpot and you know, I was, I was 20 years old when I was on IGN and that was crazy for me, but it was, it was awesome. And it wouldn't have happened if I didn't, keep up with it even in the face of a lot of times where like no one was reading my stuff and i, I knew that and that could be discouraging but just keep pushing through promise at least you might not hit all your crazy goals but you'll become more successful if you just stay consistent so for me that's my tip i know at this point you've given a lot of tips but uh david if you have a specific thing you want to tell people who are just getting started with streaming uh maybe to help them out two well two things and i and i want to uh, reiterate the uh, to more what you said just because no one's watching doesn't mean you're a bad streamer or doesn't mean you're bad just because no one's reading doesn't mean you're bad yeah. i'm not I'm not any different of a streamer than I, you know, now that I have 500 viewers than I was with five, I've just got noticed more. Yep. Um, breaks, breaks will happen. They take time. Some people, some people's break is going to come right away and some people's break is going to come after years and years and years. Um, they will happen. You just have to be able to take advantage of it when it does come. 
Um, so that's one, that's, that's definitely the, the one thing I would say. Uh, the other thing I would say just for Twitch, uh, to be successful, it's going to be make relationships, uh, with other people in other chats. Uh, that's going to really help you. Your relationships on Twitch is really going to help you. Twitch is not, uh, Twitch is very a collaborative thing. Um, you're going to benefit from other streamers doing well if they like you, you know what I mean? It's not. You're not going to – don't ever look at someone and be like, why does he have a 1,000 viewers? And I don't. That's not the way to do Jealousy it. Jealousy does not help. Jealousy does not help. Don't ever do that because that, that, it doesn't – there could be a million reasons why he has a 1,000 viewers. There could be – he's been on for four years. He's been on for five years. Just war of attrition. There's, there's a million different things. You know what I mean? It's don't ever look at that and think I suck because you're not doing what he's doing. Even day to day, it can get you like that. So – um, I guess that would be my two my two best advice my, yeah. my or my two best pieces of advice is just don't get jealous and make relationships and yeah and keep with it no, keep with it great. you know what I mean just keep yeah. with it just keep going and like once again if you know, if, you, if you do it for years and it's not taking off maybe that's time you to evaluate and see what you can change but in general more often than not people don't you know get big or grab an audience because they stop too early because they yeah. step off. Yeah, if I would have if I would have stopped a a week before a week before yeah. Mario Maker came out, like I you know it, it it you just never know. I guess you just never know. Without a doubt. Um, yep. Thank you so much for coming on today. It was a lot of fun talking to you, hearing about yeah. you know everything involved in Twitch and how you got to where you are. And uh, I just sent you over Twitter this level, so I uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm looking at it right it's, now. It's it's a it's a weird one. So you might be on your first try because at this point I'm you're some next level Mario Maker player. <laughs> uh, but it's 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 some goofy shit, and uh, I would love to see how you handle it. So I'll, yeah. I'll make a video for you. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. All right. Yeah. yeah. But once again, thank you so much. Uh, I wish you all the best the rest of this year. As your hopefully one day this will be you know you have your business cards with your name and just saying I'm the dude who plays Mario. I play Mario. Yeah, I play Mario. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, thanks again, and thanks everyone for listening, and hopefully tune back in for the next episode of the 1099.